0: You're listening to San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In. This podcast is made possible through the generosity of the San Antonio Public Library Foundation. Our sound engineer is Dan Garcia. Show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found at guides.mysapl.org slash sapl
1: tuned in. Hello, everyone. This is Edward the San Antonio Public Library Tune In podcast team. Today we want to talk about the San Antonio Black International Film Festival. We have the originator, the founder, Ada Babineau. How are you doing today?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having us.
1: And we also have two SAFO members, San Antonio Library team members. DL Grant from Carver Branch Library. Happy to be here. I'm sorry. That's Dr. DL Grant, right. the branch manager at the Carver Branch Library. And we have Dan Garcia, the one and only sound engineer. How are you doing today, Dan?
0: I'm doing great. It's just Dan Garcia. <laughs>
1: And it's just Edward Mayberry, so mm-hmm. we're in the presence of greatness. Yes. Finally. But now, back to the San Antonio International Black Film Festival. Ada, can you give us some background of how this started?
2: Sure. So San Antonio Black International Film Festival, we call it SABIF, which is just the acronym. We actually started in 2019. Um, we met as a group of Entrepreneurs, community persons, filmmakers, at a meeting at the Carver Branch Library, which is our home base, our cultural hub. Uh, We met there, and we just had a meeting, just discussing it. Um, I am a native from San Antonio, Texas, born and bred on the not not bred, but um, born from the east side. Yeah, raised on the east side. Went to Sam Houston High School. Uh, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I was away after high school. I went away for 30-some-odd years. So coming back home, um, I came back home in 2014. And there was really nothing that spoke to me as a filmmaker, as a black independent filmmaker. Uh, the film festivals that are here, I don't think there was a big con- concentration or even thought to put a significant number of balanced uh, films that deal with black perspectives, and so for me, I wanted something here that spoke to um, to the black community, um, and so I just kind of pulled together some folks, Andor Mayat, who's who's you know big on the scene on the east side with uh, Pan African Film Festival, and he's a an Arthur, and he's a, you know makes documentaries, and DW. Uh, for progress uh, just just some folks that would, may have been interested and everybody uh, approved the situation they proved it, they were like yes, yes, let's do this and so that was the fall of two eighteen. so we had agreed this is a big, big thing we had agreed, February we're going to launch at the Carver, we're going to have local filmmakers films shown and, and so we did and it was awesome about 300 plus people came out, we had panels, we had films showing and then we also decided that by that fall we would have a full-fledged inaugural festival, which was insane. We had no money. We had <laughs> just people just committed with drive and determination to make this happen. And I have a big background in curating films. I did that in D.C. and distribution and exhibition. And I had a whole wealth of people and uh, to connect with to assist with uh, what I needed for this festival. So... We, we launched a festival in the fall of uh, 2019 at the Texas Institute of Cultures Theater in the Round there. We were at the uh, Carver Community Cultural Center, and we rented out the UTSA Bruna Vista Theater downtown and had some hotels jump on as host hotels, um, and bam, we did it.
1: It's amazing.
2: Yeah, it was amazing because we pulled it off. It was an extensive festival. The problem was it, it didn't get uh, a lot of people. Okay. And so although, and, and it was a festival, every festival I wanted to have a theme. So that first year's theme was around racism, classism, so sexism. It was called, um, oh, my God, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, Forgetful, but it was called uh, "Good Bad Hair" and other social constructs, or something like that. Is the bad hair isms and other social constructs? Okay. So we had the theme of the film. We had films that revolved around that theme. We had speakers come in around that theme on racism and sexism and all that. So it was awesome in terms of programming. Um, so you know, we didn't get a lot of, of folks. And then the next year was COVID. Right. So that was our well. only. Live in-person San Antonio year. And then we had COVID 2020 and 2021. So we moved the festival online at Build a Platform by Super Livestream. Uh, They built us a platform at TV, And literally, we were learning, training, programming. I mean, it was insane behind the scenes. But we were able to launch another successful festival with impact, wonderful wonderful programming, filmmakers. It was, that that festival didn't have a theme, but we really started our first Ankh Achievement Award. And that Ankh is a symbol for Egypt. It means life. It's an Egyptian symbol that means life. So we had a life achievement award, and we honored it. uh, We had it honoring the legendary Independent slash Hollywood filmmaker because he goes in both worlds. Charles Burnett, and we focused on his film "To Sleep with Anger" as our as our film that we uh, honored. We had a "Sleep with Anger" reunion. We had Danny Glover on virtually. We had Charles Burnett. We had Charles Lumby on virtually. Um, it was just a, it was just a wonderful wonderful. Um, and again, it kind of dealt with some had a lot of racism stuff too on that one because of the programming. But it was wonderful.
1: Sounds like a wonderful program. Yeah. What, what steps did you have to take from going from the in-person program that you had in 2018, 2019, I'm sorry, 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. to transitioning to a virtual platform? What were the challenges with that? And what how did you screen the content? How would you adjust to those things?
2: Oh, man. I'm telling you, virtual is much more work. It's much more preparation. I was literally pulling my hair out behind the scenes because, uh, first of all, when you do a film festival, you put out an open call. Right. And that open call typically is on filmfreeway.com, Film Freeway. And that's a platform where filmmakers from all over the world can submit their work to your festival. They pay a fee online, they submit their work online. You can view it online, you can judge it online, you make your decisions online. And so. We had gotten, I, I want to say, I want to say, fifty-five or something films um, a, on our first open call, and so you literally have to load, you have to format all the films to to load onto a program, a platform, and you have to make sure it's in the right format, MP4, loaded on the format. You have to load all the films the trailers the pictures the filmmakers all on the website and and you have to have it's simultaneously going and then everything is programmed and there's just a lot of behind the scenes preparation and loading and double checking and all of that and then we had live we had live uh interviews like the danny glover interview with uh, charles burnett and everything that was live uh, so it went on five platforms It went on Facebook Live, it went on our website It went on LinkedIn, YouTube, and our Roku channel I think Black Reflections TV, the Ruku okay. channel So we have all that, there's a lot behind the scenes preparation And making sure everything is done And having Super Live stream, um help us with that was just phenomenal Because they were taking our hands and trying to train us uh, there's chatting that goes on behind the scenes. So when you're showing something live, you're chatting with the audience, information. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's a day and night thing trying to make that happen. I
1: can imagine. And so, yeah. And so you're, you're you're happy and grateful you can do in-person programming this year.
2: Well, I'm happy to be back because you get to live interaction of people. But I will say that one thing, besides all the, the trauma and the heartache, that Covid, an isolation that it brought. What it did allow us to do was to cast our net to a wider audience right. across the around the world. So, in the midst of you know the whole virtual thing, you're bringing in audiences that would ne- have never heard about the San Antonio Black International Film Festival, and they're watching and they're viewing your stuff. And so, it allowed us to get a wider base. So now, as we come back out. And that was 222, 220, 221, 221 Virtual 2. And we had Uzan Palsy from France interviewing her live from France. She's a <laughs> award-winning veteran filmmaker as well. We gave her the Ank Achievement Award. So it was cheaper on our end not having to fly her in and hotel and all right. that. But on the other end, all of the platforms that we have to use are so costly. Right. You know, you have StreamYard and OneStream and StreamHoster. There's like five or six platforms that you have to do everything just to get there. And all those platforms and Zoom and uh, all of those are um, very, very costly. But for me, um, we're coming back live, but we're going to also keep that virtual. Right. So we're making it a hybrid festival so that you can have virtual and uh, in-person. And so it would allow us to do both. But we're, what we're not doing is programming the films for the hybrid. Okay. So for if you're going to view Sabif lo- virtually, it's just video on demand just video on demand we're not going to have a set time this film plays at this time this film plays at this time we're doing virtual on demand where you can get the films for four days and you can view it at your leisure okay that's the virtual also virtual will get all of the the pre-recorded interviews that we have so everything pre-recorded will be loaded with the video on demand and you'll get that Okay. in person you will. They will not get hybrid. You will get all of the workshops. You will still have access to the pre records, and you'll see all the films in competition. But they'll be loaded and based on a time frame okay. that you'll have to see them. And so, we're we're keeping it both because we don't want to lose that virtual audience. Now that we've right, got so
1: expanded it, there's mm-hmm. no point in bringing yeah. it back in. So my next question would be. This year's submissions, how many submissions did you receive? Are they also from an international scale, or and did you have many local artists submit?
2: So our open call garnered 70 films. So every year we go up. We go up like five or six films. I think it was 50-something, 50, four, four, 50 55, 60, 70. So we're at 70 films. And out of those 70, we we've chose 58 to be in competition. Um, they are primarily United States films from different parts of the country. But we do have some film. We have South Africa. We have Egypt. We have Jamaica. We have Trinidad and Tobago, um, Germany. I want to say there may be a France, and I I think Canada. Okay. So, yeah, so they they were twinkling into that. So one of the things we really want to work on as we're growing is to get more international films True international. That's a
1: wide spectrum right there. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's, it's been good. Um, you know, the open call really gives us an opportunity to get things out there. We have an open call yearly. Every year, our festival is in October, every fall, the second or first week in October, depending on where it falls. And then we take submissions for open call every February. So it's from February to July. It will be open call film compositions. There's an early bird special where you get a really cheap discounts, and it goes to regular pricing then late pricing. So there's, you know, you submit your films online. Um, we've had a few from Texas and San Antonio enter this year as well. So it's, it's exciting to program and show local talent as well.
0: Okay. And this year's theme is animation?
2: Is it? Yeah. So every year I like to have a theme. That's just where I go back. And when I say a theme, what happens is the theme drives the opening night. It drives the panel and workshops that we produce. It drives the closing night film. So when when it's themed around animation, our opening night will have an anim, an animator that we will award. And this year we are so excited. So this year, we are awarding Bruce W. Smith. He is a legendary animator. I say legendary, because shit, when you go over 30 years, you can be a legend. (laughs) But he's been doing it 30-plus years. He's uh, the creator and executive producer of the Disney Plus original series, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. But he also produced The Proud Family when my daughter was, you know, little. She's in her 20s now, up almost 30, my God. But... She also he also puts the the Proud Family, the original version, which was in the nineties. So this is the version where Penny, the main character, is is a teenager now. So my daughter she was a little girl when my daughter was growing up. Now she's a teenager, and I have grandkids <laughs> and watch her. So it's wonderful that he brought that series back. It is it is it is a wonderful family oriented c- comedic. I think it's very comical. Um Animated series um, on Disney Plus, and it just deals with family, the just life issues um, that are very relatable and and comical, and so we are so excited to bring him to San Antonio. He'll be appearing at the Carver Community Cultural Center on Monday, October sixth. The evening of Monday, we're having a red carpet reception and pictures under the back you know like like you do at a, at a regular academy award show this is our academy awards um and we are excited to have our own brand our own Anc achievement award uh that is honoring him for the his life work in animation that elevates um black culture black life through the art of animation so so that, that we're excited we're so excited and then we're going to have a post kind of mixer on the Riverwalk at a place, a mystical, magical place called Elsewhere, Garden and Bar and Kitchen. It's on the Riverwalk, and I think it's off 9th Street if you're going on the street. So that will be our opening night, and we want to invite families, children, youth, students, um, just any and everybody to come out. He's, we're going to be tri- giving him a tribute. We're going to be showing one of his works, and we're going to have a QA and a time with him on the stage after. So very excited.
1: Hey, that brings another question. What venues will you be at this year?
2: Okay, so that's the thing. So film festivals, it's not just one venue. So people are like, where are you having it? It's like, it's at different places. So we are going to be opening night at the Carver. The Carver has been mucho, mucho, mucho supportive of our festival from the start. Uh, so we're having an opening night there. That's an evening event. Uh, you know, you dress up, you come out, you take pictures, you have a reception and music and... Just very, um, you know, award awardful evening. Uh, that's going to be the sixth at the Carver Community Cultural Center on Hackberry. On the seventh and on the eighth, we are so proud to partner with St. Philip's College, which is on the east side, which is an HBCU. So it was just a magical connection that they that they entered into being one of our cultural. I mean, our, our sponsors this year. Uh, venue sponsors so we'll be at St. Phillips College at the Sutton Learning Center I think it's building number 10 on Friday and Saturday so Friday and Saturday is happening days okay so we have films and competition showing all day from 9 30 to about 6 30 and that's just constantly programming films and competition and those films uh the 58 films that we got are programmed into blocks so when I say blocks you may have A feature length film by itself a narrative that's over an hour another block may be six narrative films and a student film and an animated film that makes up an hour, hour and a half and so every block is titled and it has the films listed and it also has um, what time it will play so that's all day Friday while those films are playing we will also have workshops and we will have the Online interviews, pre-recorded interviews in another room. So we have things like, I mean, these are and Friday is going to be really a big field trip day um, at St. Phillips, where we are inviting schools. I've been working with San Antonio Independent School District. We're also asking children's groups and you know everybody to come out. So we have St. Phillips College. In addition to St. Phillips College, we have the Carver Library, one of our community partners who's been there from the beginning with us. So we're going to have dual things going on. The Carver Library will be mostly catered programming to preschool, elementary school, junior high school type of programming. Workshops, film screenings. Uh, and St. Phillips College will have mainly catered to junior high, high school and college. So we have, you know, that going on at the same time. We have things like Oh my God! We got we got T.J.'s animated workshop where he's telling, taking us the steps of making animated video. We have um, an- animation character acting with uh, Tatiana Bull. She's a casting director at the Proud Family, so she's coming in from L.A. and giving a workshop okay. on casting and learning techniques, tips to create unique characters that bring your role to life. Uh, so she's going to be doing that um, at ten, and then. We have Bruce W. Smith, who will be our Anka awardee from the night before. He's going to be coming back to the St. Phillips and giving a talk, just one-on-one talk about really navigating his career in animation and talking one-on-one with kids on, you know, how he got to where he got to. And, uh, yeah. So he's going to be having that one-on-one time with kids at St. Phillips. And then we have UTSA tech solutions are coming out, uh, Adventures in virtual reality. What can you do with virtual reality? What what is it? What can you do as far as career? It's a whole different world, and it's developing on many levels in animation and beyond. So they're going to be giving demonstrations, personal demonstrations with um, Vanessa Hampler, Kenan are going to be bringing that out, talking about the technology of virtual reality. Uh, We have a, a brother from Ghana. He's from Ghana. He is teaching at the University, uh, Queens, Queenstown, Queensland University of Technology in Australia. <laughs> so he's coming in. He's going to be teaching about racial stereotyping and representation and multiculturalism in film. And he has uh, some film examples that he's working on that he's going to be talking about. Then we have an anime voiceover workshop. Anime is really big. That's like a cult following. So we're yes, really trying to pull in the anime. Yes, it is. Um, it's huge. And so we have a, a, a couple out of Austin, actually. It's a brother that owns Anime Studio and his uh, fiance. they They're coming down from uh, Lazoo Arts Entertainment out of Austin. So they'll be coming down teaching uh, animation voiceover acting classes. And they'll repeat themselves on the 8th with another workshop. So we have some things that are on Friday mainly for school kids that are coming in a you know, general public that, that is not working on Friday. They can come out and hang. Uh, but we also have, uh, on Saturday, some of those same people will repeat just a different workshop. And then we'll have all of our virtual screenings online. And, oh, my God, the virtual stuff online, we're introducing our audiences to international studio studios, so one of the things I wanted to do with this festival was connect around the world what people are doing in animation. It's not just Hollywood animation, and that's the end of it. It's animations on independent levels. It's animation in, in these different countries. We have we have Fly Network, fly Network out of Gambia, West Africa. We have Crossroads out of Uganda, West Africa. We have Jamaica Light Animation, and we have this these three brothers out of L.A. The first black concept studio called 9B Collective, they were so encouraging. Um, Even to know what a concept art studio is, they break it down and some of the projects they're doing are phenomenal. When you see Black Panther and you see all the costume designs, they were behind the costume designs. You, you, You hear Ruth Carter, she's the costume director, but the concept studio, they helped develop some of that stuff special effects. I mean they, they do it all. They are so awesome. And so it's a trio uh, that, that started that that we talked to that um, and one of the things that is just um, just across the board with this whole animation thing is is it's important for students for kids to see somebody that looks like them in these different positions so that they can know what's possible in their lives. A lot of these people didn't have role models, didn't have mentors, but somebody along the way encouraged them to pursue their artistic talents that you know, a family, a mother, or a father, or a teacher may have been trying to suppress. Like some of the people, like one one of the brothers from Nine B Collective, would have me laughing. He was like, you know, you know, when you're Nigerian, when he's Nigerian, his, you know, they they want you to either be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, but he was a drawer. He would draw. And his mother noticed that. So she went against the grain of his dad wanting him to be a doctor or whatever. And she, you know, saw promise in him. And now look at him. He's running the first concept studio, doing some major stuff, and making money. You know, you can make good money as a career in animation and production. There's so much that's behind the scene in terms of positions that we don't even know about. There's positions you're like, what is that? You can do script writing. If you're good in gaming, script writing, uh, it coding, uh, drawing, illustrating. You could have, you could have a potential career in animation and make really good money.
1: So I have another question. This right here is for Dr. Grant. Mm -hmm. Dr. Grant, you've had some wonderful programs at the Carver. We appreciate you. What got you involved in the San Antonio international black film festival?
3: Wow. Good question. When I, 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 I learned that, uh, was going to do this uh, I thought okay how can we support this a lot of networking happens in Carver branch I like to view us as the what um, the cultural hub of the dispersed African American community because African Americans are living all over the place I also remembered Myra Davis Hemmings and her film Legacy and I thought okay let's connect to all of this we're in Carver uh, tries to find a unique, uh, innovative programming, things that uh, that that can bring people into the building, and increase the profile of the library. So I, I was like, man, we got to do this. That's really how it all started. We have a meet, we have the meeting space, uh, we have networking that we do, um, and we're always looking for great programming and to celebrate uh, the cultural uh, heritage and contributions of African Americans. Let's tie in that Myra davis Hemings element. She, she and Spencer, was Spencer Williams mm-hmm. making those uh, so-called the race films in the 1940s? We have a legacy uh, that people wouldn't know about, so we have to talk about it. If you don't talk about those things, they kind of die. Exactly. So there was no way we were not going to have a share.
2: And the Carver has been so supportive. I mean, that to have a, like you said, as cultural hub, a, a resource, a place where you can go and you can have your ideas grow. I mean, they've They support the Pan-African Festival. They support the Black Book Fair. And we have to have these things, Black Independent Film Festival, because, of course, we have film festivals in San Antonio. We have book fairs in San Antonio. But they do not focus on anything that is from a black or African's perspective. They do not elevate anything that is from a black or or African perspective. And so... We have to see our culture. Our kids have to see our culture. They have to see our images. They have to hear our voices. And so the Carver has been an an ideal place in our community on the east side uh, for us to be able to celebrate and uh, affirm our culture um, in programming such as this and, and other things that they do.
1: I agree 100%. I applaud D.L. for Bringing these programs to the to the Carver Branch Library because, as you said before, there's no exposure, and we have a younger generation who are unaware and don't know that things, things happen or what's outside the bubble of their neighborhood. And we need to expand that bubble to include the whole country, the whole state, the whole state, the whole Absolutely. the whole world. And this right here is one of the main things we can do to get the word out. Your international film festival. The key, the key word there is international because international. You have the perspective from all over the- all over the world all over the it's just amazing and I appreciate that d l is bringing these things and I went to the pan African festival and that was eye opening and I, it's 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 truly great it's truly great so we do appreciate d l being innovative in his program skills and and just bringing all these different things to the Carver Library and to the San public library System is amazing I, I do have another question Melissa Dan you have one
0: i was just i wanted to make a real quick comment because you hear we all hear in from a variety of different quarters this idea that representation matters. And I think sometimes it's one of those things that's just said to say without the realization of how important it really is, as you mentioned, Ada, for you to see people like you, people that look like you, people that sound like you, people that have um, the same aspirations, the same dreams, the same beliefs—you know—doing these amazing things, and this in this amazing festival. I'm looking at the schedule card that you handed me, and I'm—this is just—I'm excited about it. This is <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, representation matters. It really does, and yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people don't really realize it. They say it, but they don't really realize how important it is.
2: But one of the things, just piggybacking on what you're saying it does but what i want people to do is go beyond their own race and culture to support i as a filmmaker as somebody who loves film i go see all kind of films at all kind of festivals guadalupe festival german festivals italian festivals all across the board i think a lot of time when people hear the word black festival black Coach Pan-African Fair, Black Book Fair, they automatically shut down and don't even pay attention if they're non-Black. Um, I think that people need to be open to see the wealth and beauty and diversity of everything that's out there because you learn. You learn about other people and cultures. You get out of your little box and see that there are similarities as human beings on this planet in everything that we do. Absolutely. And film is, is such a powerful medium. I mean, like, where can you go? If you don't have money to fly to, to Greece or Africa or Japan, you can see it on a film. Right. We show films about DeFore. We show films about, uh, you know, different different places in the world. And you learn. And you, you understand. And you have a deeper appreciation and respect for people that you will never meet in this world through film. And so film is so powerful. I don't think people even understand the magnitude when you combine an image with a sound. That's what film is. You're combining images and sound and emotions through acting and whatever else. And it takes you places that you will never imagine. And so I would like, and that's bringing an international aspect to it, it really broadens people's perspective of, and you may even want to venture to that place or, or learn that history that was not taught to you in school. And so it's important that people as an audience get out of their boxes and and expand their world to learn and see and experience other things um, that can broaden their horizons in this era. Yeah.
1: Indeed. And you brought up an excellent point, just the international aspect of it, because the problems we have in San Antonio, they probably have it in France. Mm-hmm. And we need to come together and try to find out what solutions are working for you, maybe those same solutions work for us, because the problem's the same, we're just in a different location. So we need to work together, get those things done, and just giving a glimpse of life outside these four walls, outside your community, is, is just mind-blowing mm-hmm. and very educational.
2: Yeah. It Next
1: is. question to Miss Ada is... What is the future for the San Antonio Black International Film Festival?
2: Well, I, I there I have a visions. <laughs> I what have visions vision? that I want. Um I forgot I forgot to mention one thing in the festival. Okay. Before I even go there, because then I'll tell you my vision. One of the things I really want people to come out to? Two things. Well definitely the opening night and the and the films and competition at St. Phillips. But I also wanted to mention the closing night, because on St. Philip's Courtyard on the 8th is our closing film, and we are bringing that under the stars. So we're taking the cinema and bringing it outside with a huge LED pop-up screen on the courtyard of St. Philip's. We want families to come out, bring your kids, bring your blankets, bring your lawn chairs, and enjoy Cinema on the Green, Cinema Under the Stars. We're having vendors there. We're having food trucks. We're having DJ uh, Keith Scott from KROV Radio uh, host the evening with movie music trivia and music after we're having a DJ breakout after the film. And we really want that to be a family festive event for our closing night. And I want to end it the festival on the 9th which is Sunday Glory we are having at the Magic Theater downtown the Children's Magic Theater we are having a change maker panel called making moves in animation and those are leaders who are making significant changes in animation that include diversity inclusion and equity that include training that include starting their own starting their own when the doors were shut in their faces (laughs) and creating their own avenues. We have Animation.TV. We have um, uh, Afro Animation Summit. And we have uh, Sister out of Morocco, who is bringing it on home. Uh, Muna... um, uh, Amar, so she is. she's starting a training and animation studio in Morocco, North Africa, and really helping to advance film and filmmakers' uh, works, uh, Manua Aram Company. She's the founder of that. So I just want to throw that out there before we move on because I didn't get through the whole festival. So that's the 6th through the 9th, and that gives you all the days. Now, as far as my vision... I want this festival to grow to the point where it is a destination festival, just as you have uh, South by Southwest in Dallas, I mean in um, Austin, SABIF uh, Sabif 20, 2030, whatever, uh, that we want this to be an, a destination where it brings the tourism and it brings the concentration and the, the focus on San Antonio, where it brings economic development to the east side because we want this to be an east side center festival. P- east side is just like a place where they do the Martin Luther King march. They come from all over the city and then they leave. There's no economic development spent here. There's no There's no invested interest to come back beyond, you know, just the events that happen here. So, we really, we really want this to be a destination for the East Side of San Antonio and build our community um, here. So, East Side District 1 and District 2 are the two districts that we're going to focus on with SABIF. And my vision is to have uh, adult. Film, film classes, a film school during the summer. Film camps for adults where you bring in these uh, black international veteran filmmakers and Hollywood filmmakers, Hollywood writers, Hollywood costumers, Hollywood animators. You bring them to Santana and you teach animation during the summer in a camp. Beyond that, my third vision is to have a black independent cafe, movie, cinema, art house. That's a lot in there. But I want art and culture and And coffee and happy hour and all that to be all mixed (laughs) into one place uh, where you will come on the east side and we show black independent films on a regular and we build up to the festival in the fall. So that's those are my three uh, caveats that I would like to put out there. Um, We are always uh, looking for sponsorship because we are a 501c3. And so we're always looking for sponsorships to help us with the festival. We work out of pure passion and commitment. Uh, right now, no one's getting paid for the work that we do, so we want to change that and actually put in effect where people can get paid, myself included. And we bring on a team that's other than volunteers that can really have a substantial uh, festival that is sustainable. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: It is a lot. <laughs> but there's your dream. To, exactly. You have to shoot for the stars. If you don't, you'll never reach it. Yeah. So my question to you is: How can the public get a hold of you and get more information? What are your websites? Mm-hmm.
2: So the website is SABIF.tv, dot tv, and that's our acronym: S A B as in boy, I F F dot tv. And you can you can reach out there. Um, our website is sabif team at sabif tv. Uh, those are the two best places to reach us. Uh, you can you know find us any there we're always looking for volunteers we will need more volunteers because we're doing live in person stuff we've been having virtual volunteers but we always need volunteers and sponsors that's what keeps us going that's what keeps us moving forward um and so yeah those are the two places save team at save and just go to the website where you can get all other information about the festival as well as uh send messages on social media messenger uh you know, all those areas you can reach us
1: to get the word out that you need sponsors. You need volunteers. You need help.
2: Yeah. Cause my vision for this festival was really to have kids and students in the East side. And, and it can be a beyond, but I really wanted them to be sponsored to go free for the right. four days of the festival. Friday is going to be a, um, field trip day. But beyond that, you know, the whole festival is really something that they can really be a part of. And, um, Partake in all the the impactful um, curation of films and panels and workshops that we've put together. Yeah. Oh, I want to just say also that all of this is co-sponsored by the San Antonio uh, Film Commission. We did get a grant from the Film Commission, and so that really pushed us forward. Um, You can't get a grant if you're starting a festival till the third year. So when we got to the fourth year, it was like, yeah, get some help. (laughs) So yeah. So it's very community-based, but we got, we did get grants to, uh, to really help us move forward. That, and we got a do- number of donations so far, but we still have quite a few, um, you know, expenses, general expenses, and, and you know, things to push us forward to get this festival to to the max right. that it can be.
1: Right. Yeah. We need to get the word out so people could attend, people can volunteer, people can sponsor. People can learn. Mm-hmm. And that's the main things we want to make sure we get this word out. So, you know, enrich people's lives and also just help you out because you have a bigger vision that encompasses the whole East side. We want to make sure that everyone has the ability to, to know about these things because they won't learn about it in school. Only way to goes: go to the library, mm-hmm. go to sabif.tv and learn about these things.
3: In closing, DL, would you like to add anything? Come to our Carver. <laughs> come to our Carver event. Man, we're going to have so much fun. I mean, it, it's just a, a blessing and a joy when an opportunity like this comes your way. You're going to take advantage of it. Uh, I'll also say this. Information matters because it's also good that uh, young people come. I'm thinking of them coming through the doors at the Carver on the day that our venue uh, takes place, and they see African Americans working in the information profession. A lot of times you don't see that. I mean, it, it's a wonderful career. Uh, the city of san antonio is a great place to work so i hope that they take notice of that too and the library is a place where you can help people you know realize their ambitions and things like that um we have all types of materials all types of programming this is just one thing what we can do and get to give back so we're blessed and we're honored let's do it
2: well, we're happy to be there as well with the workshops and the films yes
1: dan how about you in closing. you have anything to add to it? I'm just um I'm going to be
0: perfectly honest. I'm I'm really excited about this. The more I look at this, the more I see things that I are definite definitely of appeal to not just to me, but to other people that I know. I think this is a fantastic thing and I'm glad that it's happening. Well, Mark's outing is going to be there. Oh yeah, Mark's outing. Oh man. Yes. Okay. So
2: after yeah, so Friday evening at the end of the festival, you know, at the end of the six thirty film screenings, yeah, it's like head over to Mark's outing. We're going to have some burgers and entertainment and yeah, networking.
0: I mean, I'll throw (laughs) I'll throw my opinion out there. I think I think Marks is probably one of the best burgers in
2: town. It is the bread is homemade. Oh my god, so delicious. (laughs) That yeah. is amazing. We did want to support black businesses. We did want to support a black business. Um, and I so I brought in out, and He was open to it. He was available. Um, elsewhere I brought in because I just love that place. It's so mystical and magical when you go. And a lot of people haven't even been there. They've been sleeping on it, especially black folks. They don't a lot of times go outside their are their block whatever (laughs) so to go to on the river walk to just a fun place uh i thought would be really nice yeah after the carver so yeah we pulled in mark's outing and elsewhere garden barn kitchen as the evening uh places to go yeah i'm excited
1: very nice so please attend share get this word out A wonderful program weekend uh, starts October 6th through the 9th.
2: Today marks a month.
1: A month from today. (laughs) You have plenty of time to to get it on your calendar. Join it. Attend it. Share it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ada. Very enlightening, hopefully very powerful message. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Hey, thanks for listening and get connected on mysapple.org with Twitter,
1: Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Snapchat, Pinterest,
0: Flickr, Instagram, and follow tuned in on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music.